staggering home with Quattro. Yes, a little bit of um, kebab meat hanging from the corner of the mouth. Marvellous. So. <laughs> Thing is, we'll be sat on that wall and it'll be like half past six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People are just be walking past going, really? Is that the state of uh, the Murfield clientele these days? <laughs> just kind of sat on the wall, propping each other up. Actually, I'm just thinking if I grow the stubble a little bit longer, I can use it like Velcro and I can just put a kebab meat beard on me, <laughs> something like that. It's always a good end to the night when you've got a kebab meat beard. Welcome to the Charity Football Weekly Podcast. If you've been playing in charity football in sub-zero temperatures like some people I could mention, you might also be swearing. Evening, Phil. Good evening, Michael. Too too cold for swearing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. As soon as you uh, try and swear, there's like this thump and it lands on your foot because it freezes <laughs> solid as it comes straight out. Oh, it was bitter out there, but such good fun. Brilliant. I think we were one of the... Um few games that actually happened so uh, grateful for that yes yeah signing the um waiver you know the old <laughs> danger of death waiver that sort of stuff yeah yeah that's fine we don't care Break mike had a clear conscience when he gave me the paperwork to sign so <laughs> anyone injures himself it's on you phil captain has to sign damn it <laughs> we're still in january but i'm going to ask to ask you what we're drinking this evening yeah, we're still in dry January, so um haven't got myself a cocktail this week, but mm. I have got, and you might recognise this one actually, a bottle of alcohol-free Brooklyn Special Effects Hoppy Lager. It's very, very nice. Not a big lager fan, but of that I am a fan. Yep, it's actually doing quite nicely. It tastes proper, which is unexpected in an alcohol-free one. And how about yourself, Phil? What are you drinking tonight? Well, yours probably tastes more alcoholic than mine. I've got one of those little French lagers from Lidl. Oh, the little one swallow and they're gone jobs. Yeah, I don't think there's much more alcohol content in mine than there is in yours, to be honest. But I'm mindful that Mike is organising a piss up in a brewery on Saturday and uh, I need to pace myself. <laughs> well... The uh, yeah, I'm finishing dry January slightly early, so but I'm going to make it until then. Going to make it until then. See how drunk we get, and um, see how many Instagram lives you get towards the end of the evening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they get blurrier as you get towards the evening end. Do you know what the time it is, Mike? What time is it, Phil? I think it's cocktail time. And for fans of the Deadpool movie out there, one shot of amaretto, one shot of coffee liqueur, two shots of Irish cream and topped it with whipped cream, and you have yourself a blowjob. <laughs> Mike, you really sold that to me until the end. The ingredients are marvellous. And then I, can you imagine going to the bar and asking for, well... Well, I've seen it on Deadpool and I know how that one ended. So, <laughs> Marvellous. Mike, what have you learned from watching football this week? Well, watching, um, should we call it grassroots level football on a Saturday morning? <laughs> With no grass. Oh, God. Let me paint the picture for the listeners out there. 
we turned up at 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning. It was freezing fog. The ground was white with frost. And the team that we were due to play, the magnificent Rover and Out, had been heading over from the Merseyside side of the Pennines to come and play. They were supposed to be going on to see um, a match playing Doncaster. Doncaster Rovers versus Tramia Rovers. Except that that game got cancelled, possibly due to the inclement weather. But they said, oh, we're going to come anyway. And so they came across. And then as we're trying to get onto the artificial pitch, out come the uh, little busybodies going, oh, this looks a bit too dangerous. We can't (laughs) let you on here. And it's like, no, just give us the paperwork, mate. We'll sign our lives away. We don't care. They came all the way. They're going to get a game out of this. And being able, I mean, without my glasses on, seeing from one end of the pitch to the other, it does tend to get a bit blurry. However, in that one, you couldn't really see the other end of the pitch. The fog was that thick. But by God, it was good fun. Amazing. Um, big thanks to Darren at um, Rover and Out for sorting it all out. Fixtures Secretary at Rover and Out, I believe, is his Twitter handle. So if you want to play the best set of lads you can ever wish to meet, I'd get in touch if I were you. Yeah, they, they, they brought the charity football attitude with them. It was absolutely top-notch fun to play against them. Oh, one of the most fun games that I've ever played in. I know we share this hashtag football family, but it, it is what it were all about. And um, really enjoyable day. And really enjoyable uh, coffee shop afterwards, Mike. Yes, yeah, since it was dry January and it was the middle of a Saturday morning. Doing the pub afterwards wasn't really on the cards. But uh, we happen to know a nice little uh, coffee outlet nearby that isn't one from the main chains. So we uh, we all head out up there and bacon butties and hot coffee. And it was rather nice. So that's our update from the world of charity football. How about the other teams? How's everybody else been getting on, Phil? Oh, we've got quite a full post bag this week. We've awesome. got Matt's Legends FC. Yesterday, we presented a cheque to Bone Cancer Research for all the funds we've raised in 2022. This is why the club was formed. Hashtag up the legends and they raised £5,074.87. That is a superb effort. Love to hear that. Congratulations. Well done. And let's hope you beat that target for 2023. Lads FC have got in touch. They won 11-1. Against North Hull Sports Network, it was all about our attack. They knew we had to win by six or more. And as the scoreline shows, it was a pretty one-sided affair. Lads FC went in 7-0 at half-time and sat on top of the table. This will be the whole charity league table. Just before half-time and the first 10 to 15 minutes, the second half saw a fight back from North Hull. They created a number of opportunities that Ash Harris who had a great game, was able to keep out. Finally, a long-range effort was tipped onto the crossbar before the rebound was headed in to make it 7-1. The lads rallied, and after that, the eighth went in, and it was back to one-way traffic. An unbelievable performance all round. Ellis Yeeman was playing unbelievable, scoring seven goals. Pick of a bunch was Jamie Hunt's third to seal his hat-trick. That's excellent, that. Mind you, lads, you could have turned that into a 40-second match report for us. Absolutely could. KSS underscore United on Instagram had a presentation night on Saturday, January the 21st. And um, it looked like an absolutely fantastic evening at Flamingo Park. 
and I urge you to go on KSS underscore United and have a little bit of a look at what they got up to on Instagram. Great stuff. I'll head there after we finish this. Eastwood and Kimberley All-Stars Football Club are going to be in action against Nuttall Legends. It's going to be free entry. Donations are welcome. And the game is going to be on Friday, the 27th of January. 8pm kickoff. It might kick off as soon as this pod comes out. So uh, <laughs> might be a bit late for that one. But good luck to everyone playing. And uh, don't forget your 40-second match report. Absolutely. Let us know who you're raising money for as well. Apologies, they're raising money in support of Autism East Midlands. It's good to hear who you're raising money for. St. Pauli on Sea have got an 11-a-side game coming up. It's going to benefit Southend Food Banks on Saturday, March the 18th. We have 12pm kickoff at South Church Park, Southend. Details to follow, but spectators are very welcome. And they're at St. Pauli on Sea on all their social media. be good to know if they're taking uh, donations for the food banks on the site as well so turn up and bring yourself some dried pasta to drop in the bag Wrexham Police FC we're delighted to announce our next game will be against supporting charities more details to be shared soon please keep in touch and they're on Twitter at Wrexham Police FC great so uh, supporting charities keeping themselves busy still always busy then then lads aren't they Hospice of a Good Shepherd charity football team are recruiting some players any position for charity football matches, all abilities are welcome and they play on Sundays. If you're interested, go to HOTGSFC on Twitter and then all the details you need, there's an email to centre or you can find Hospice of a Good Shepherd on Facebook. That's the sort of uh, Twitter handle that you really can't have a high alcohol content beer on before attempting to go through. <laughs> Say it again. Not. Say it again, just for fun. H-O-T-G-S-F-C. I'm glad it's in front of me. <laughs> Tondi Boots. But how would you find Tondi Boots on Twitter, Mike? Because it's not how you say it. Tondi is T-O-N-D-U. They've just sold a fantastic pair of pre-loved Nike Tiempo football boots for just your £5. They're continuing to support in their good friends football shirts for charity with a flyer handed out with every sale. Still raising money for the Jacob abraham foundation but what we'd like to mention to you is it's never too late to donate a pair of boots to tondi boots find them on twitter find them on facebook if you've got a decent pair of boots send them across they'll sell them for a fiver it'll benefit a person who needs a pair of boots it'll also benefit the jacob abraham foundation and that's it and think about this as well if you're in a position where you've got a um a child playing football at school and of course they're growing and they grow out their boots quickly and the boots are barely touched and if you're in the lucky enough position where you can donate them to charity there are a lot of families out there who really struggle from month to month so to be able to buy a good quality pair of almost new football boots for a fiver so that their kid has a chance on the pitch as well it's a brilliant idea so if you do have any of those Get them down to Tondi Boots. Let them raise some money and also help out the less fortunate people who can't afford to buy these boots brand new all the time. They who play at Manchester are a football club championing women of colour. All abilities are welcome and it's free to sign up for five-a-side games. They had their first competitive game in the last week and they won 7-4, cracking goals from both teams and a big thank you to 
Ladies football, Preston for organising the game. Seven four's a good scoreline. That sounds like it was end to end. Lots of smiles on the faces at the end of the game as well. So that's the main thing, isn't it? That's awesome. Now, last piece of news this week is it's Arthur's game. It's Sands United FC Kent. Friday, the 27th of January, 8.15 kickoff. So the pod will have been out 15 minutes by the time of kickoff. Sands United are playing FC Refs United. You don't want to be the man or lady in the middle, would you, for that game? Oh, wouldn't you just? They're playing at the Hayson Wealth Logmead Stadium in Tunbridge. It's free entry. The bar is open throughout the game. And again, hoping for a 40-second match report from that one. I wonder if they've uh, got a tactic heading into that game. Nickel the white sticks before they get to kick off. You are naughty, Michael. Sorry, referees. We love you, really. Much charity football news this week. But, Mike, I believe we have a 40-second match report. Do you know what? I rather think we do. Cue Darren Hawes. 40-second match report. Rover and Out FC took on the Charity Football Weekly Podcast All-Stars in a seven-a-side charity match. A game played in tough weather conditions, minus two and heavy fog. An entertaining and fast-paced game played in the right spirits and with smiles on the faces of all involved. The All-Stars ultimately won with a result of 5-1. A shout-out to Mike the Relic for lying about being a rubbish goalkeeper. Some great saves made. And uh, a big thanks to the ref for volunteering her time. And uh, a donation of £10 was made to the winning team's charity of choice with the money going to Wakefield Hospice. A great game and we cannot wait for a rematch in warmer climes. 40-second match report. Told you it was a good game. Mike, you got name-checked. I did. Although in... I think the um, the scoreline flattered me rather too much because I had an awesome defence, an awesome midfield, and an awesome <laughs> attack ahead of me, and it it was it wasn't fully one way traffic, but it was definitely uh, uh, more pressure on their keeper than on me, and their keeper, even though that was the scoreline, he was doing some magnificent saves. It would have been considerably worse if he hadn't been pulling out some top draw saves so i if if i was going to give man of the match to anyone it would have actually been to their keeper yeah we're excellent one see um i think we've already waxed lyrical enough about that game but definitely one of the best football matches i've ever been involved with brilliant thank you darren mike if anyone is inspired by the football news or the 42nd match report how do we get in touch Right, 40-second match reports are dead easy. Well, you, you've got a f- smartphone with you. You can just record a video of yourself or even record a video of the wall in front of you as you talk at the phone. But the key is just to talk at the phone for 40 seconds and just tell us who you are, who you're playing for, who you're raising money for, who you're playing against, what scoreline was, any outstanding moments from the uh, game that you'd like to mention. Just squeeze it all into 40 seconds and it is actually a lot easier than it sounds. You might mess it up first couple of goes, but don't worry about it. Your phone can just re-record. Once you get one of these that you're happy with, just send the whole damn video on an email to cfwpod at outlook.com. We'll get that. I'll strip the audio out of it. We'll include it in the pod. And then you can be a part of it as well. And the world of charity football can know what you're getting up to because it is really all about you. That's what we do this for. So get those in, record your video, 
email it to cfwpodoutlook.com and join the pod. Fantastic. Brilliant stuff. Please do it, because if you do it in your own voice, you don't have to listen to me. <laughs> uh, just a big shout out as well to the Soccer Crush girls whose pod is returning on Valentine's Day. I've been informed. So if you have a Soccer Crush, I recommend you go visit that podcast if you listen to two pods. That's it. That's your lot. Nice. Who are you? Chloe, Alex. What position do you play? Uh, Centre back or left back? What's your favourite shirt? Ooh, anything with red, I'm with the Liverpool badge on it. What's your favourite cheese? Do you know what? I actually don't like cheese. Predict the score of your next game. 3 1 win. What's your Twitter handle? Underscore Chloe Alex underscore and then Chicks You Kick with a double K at the end. Thank you for your time. Delighted to have on the pod this evening, Chloe from Chicks Who Kick. Good evening, Chloe. Good evening, guys. Good evening. And the first question has got to be, what are you drinking tonight? Do you know what? I'm drinking Buxton. Buxton water. Uh, Very boring, but it does the job. What about you guys? Well, it's a school night, so you can be forgiven for that one. I'm doing dry January, (laughs) so I'm actually drinking an alcohol-free hoppy lager. And is it good? It's actually really good, yeah. It tastes well, considering it's alcohol-free. <laughs> That's all that matters. What about you, Phil? I've got a nice, cheap French lager from Lidl, because I've got to pace myself, because Mike is actually taking me to a brewery on Saturday. Oh, very, very nice. Love it. He's literally organising a piss-up-in-one, so there you go. Love it. Best way. At least, at least I hope I'm organising it properly, because if it goes wrong, I'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> He's not got the transport sorted yet. It's very shoddy, I've got to say. You've got you've got tomorrow till Friday, you'll sort it. They'll be fine. So Chloe, while we've got you on the pod, we would like to get to know you first. So you've probably already alluded to it in these quick fire questions, but who do you support? <laughs> Liverpool. Saying that reluctantly, Liverpool. Well, you, like I said earlier in the messages, better than the other mobber. Do you know what? I always say we could be Everton. That's what I always say to make myself feel better. So Well, if you could be languishing in League One, so you don't know. <laughs> You don't know troubles yet. Uh, that's true. Chloe, we've got to ask you, do you remember your first football kit? I do. Um, to be honest, I was a little bit, when I was a young kid, I always used to wear Barcelona kits. But as I said before, uh, a sea of red with a Liverpool badge on it. But the Barcelona 2015-16 season kit, uh, that was a big one for me. But the main one, obviously, as soon as I was out the womb, Liverpool kit straight away. Thou shalt support Liverpool. <laughs> Living in a city then with two clubs, have you got a lot of family members who are Everton fans as well, or do you have it easy? Um, do you know what? I'd say 90% are Liverpool and then 10% at Everton, but like they haven't got a leg to stand on, to be honest, because Liverpool are better. And if there's an argument, then it just gets put to bed. So. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. What's your favourite football kit? Do you know what? Uh, at the World Cup, it's going to be a bit of a mad shout. There's a couple. So at the World Cup, Argentina were wearing the purple away kit and it proper caught my eye for some reason because I like the Liverpool kit. Uh, I think it was the 2018-2019 or 2020 season. Um, I really, really liked like purples and stuff. And then Alisson's kit, I think it was the year we won the league, it was like a black uh, kit with a golden crest. Unbelievable kit, I'll never forget it. Yeah, we did a bit of a feature in a recent pod on the uh, the kits at the World Cup, and there were yeah. some absolutely gorgeous kits there. 
unbelievable, weren't they? Like, mad. Not as good as the women's Euro kits, but there were, there were some brilliant ones. I, I think like, I warmed up to the England home one. I didn't like yeah. it at first. Do you know what? That whatever them women wore on that day, they won that trophy. Oh, oh, brilliant what women were. But... Yeah. Do you remember, Chloe, the first football match that you went to? I do. Um, it, do you know what? Liverpool versus Watford was one of them. But, but actually, the first I went to was a Liverpool women's game. Um, it was when the girls were playing in the we were playing in a rugby stadium at the time. I think I don't know if they still do now. I think they do. And I think it was against Chelsea. It was Liverpool versus Chelsea, and it was like years and years ago. But that was my first ever game, a women's one. The last question of this round is: Have you ever met a professional footballer? I have, and there is a story behind it. Uh, yes. The famous Stephen Gerrard. Um, Ooh. quite a couple times. So. The story behind it is that uh, for college, I went to the Stephen Gerrard Academy um, and captained the team for a good couple of years. Um, the girls team, it was really successful. And we had the opportunity, actually, when he won, when he won the trophy with Rangers um, to go and meet him. Because sometimes in college, he'd just be around, like you'd just be in lesson, like, and he'd come in and they were like, today Gerrard's coming in. He'd be like, oh, he's all right. And I was like that. I was like... Oh my God! Um, so we got invited to to go and get a picture with the Rangers trophy, um, and he was sitting there and he was having a shandy, and we asked him and we were like, uh, I was like, we were like, hey Gerard, do you go in Villa? Don't know, don't know. And then like a couple of weeks later, he, he was off. Uh, but yeah, in as well. And Alex Morgan is another one. She's a female. Um, Martin Skirtle as well. He always I used to wave at him. I used to always see him in the car for some reason. Um, there's loads female, male, but main one is Stevie J. Oh wow, Martin Skirtle seems like a scary chap. I assume he's not as scary in real life. <laughs> Do you know what? I seen him outside the um the Liverpool shop, and he was standing there with his wife, and I was like, I was like, Mum, that's Martin Skirtle, and I was like, proper made up because he's he's really like a hardcore defender, and I love I love doing it that way. I was like, right, I was like, I'm gonna have to go over here, and um I seen him, and then I think it was on the way home from from town, and then we were like five minutes away from our house. And then I look back and it was like, he was in his car and I was like, oh my God, there's Martin Skirtle again. And I was like, out the back of the car, I was like, Martin Skirtle. And he seen me and he was like laughing because he knew he'd seen me beforehand. So yeah, he's another cool one as well. Who was stalking who? That's a big question, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> me stalking, stalking Martin. <laughs> Why is it that Skirtle sounds like a Pokemon that's waiting to evolve though? <laughs> hey, he could be in the future, you never know. <laughs> so we're not just dragged you on here to talk about you. We would love to hear about Chicks Who Kick. Great name, by the way, before we go Thank any further. You. Thank you. Obviously, the first opening question is, what is Chicks Who Kick? So Chicks Who Kick uh, provides a platform for development and personal growth in the women's game for females. Um, it's exclusive for girls and women um, looking to develop and take the game to the next level. Um, it's something that I've been wanting to do for like so, so long because um, being a woman, in a male-dominated game is is quite hard, um, and I just want to open as many doors and leave a positive influence on on young girls across the game. I know we're talking to my daughters really because they're in a position where they don't really understand. When I were young, um, girls would play with us, and then you got to age of eleven, and it would be like, see ya. Then they'd go off, and then well, luckily they didn't have many teams, so they really struggled yeah. to find a team. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you're on this crest of a wave and I just hope it carries on where girls do do their own thing because they should be doing. Yeah. And um, it's brilliant. And you're getting, what are your age ranges you work with then? So to be honest, um, 
there's a it's quite like a open age range um because i think like the earlier you learn the better and i think everyone kind of does flourish at different ages so there's there's no limit if there was a child who was a, a three-year-old young girl and she wanted to start kicking a ball then we'd say yeah if it's a 17 year old girl if it's a 25 year old girl it doesn't matter if she's a girl and she wants to learn or improve then doors open that's incredible especially it's even men we struggle i've made mike get into the game when he were in his were you were you in your 30s or your 40s mike late 30s yeah oh well, well cut the 40s bit out but yeah <laughs> i dragged mike along and it's really hard to start a sport when you're a older person so yeah it is it is it's incredible really because teaching skills it's when you're in your 20s or your 30s you think you're a bit embarrassed about learning skills aren't you so you shouldn't have be. a safe space to come to yeah I mean that's what it is it's being inclusive and having a space space but I think an environment that is growing but it's not it's not there yet but it's hopefully with with places like this it'll grow so what do you do then what's a typical session at chicks who kick like then so you'll meet me uh, on the field my dazzle and face will be there uh, Glebin, always before the session um, I always say this I test out the sessions on my friends so they're my guinea pigs uh, or I'll do it myself um, it's tailored to the player so they have a form to fill out beforehand uh, and I'll just ask like what are the fundamentals you need to work on what specifically is something they need improving and a question I'll always ask is how is the confidence um, and a big thing for me it's not really just learning about kicking a ball or learning how to improve kicking a ball I think football is a game play with your feet, but with your mind, it's really important as well. So we, I go through with the girls, like they get frustrated, uh, stripping things back, taking the time, taking a deep breath. Um, and I've always said I want chicks who kick to be more than just a coaching company and just to give the girls like the Chloe effect, leave the Chloe effect on them. <laughs> so are you set in one place or do you travel around to places? How do you um, so at the moment, I'm at a local field called the Thomas Lane Playing Field, which is like two minutes away from uh, where I live. But recently we had a client from Australia um, and we said that we'd have uh, an on Astro field so we could use a, a big goal. Um, yeah, she nearly kicked the ball back to Australia. She whacked it that hard. What a player she was, by the way. Um, but yeah, we can, we can accommodate Astro pitches depending on what we're working on, what grass is what we work with, the old style. You were offering her home visits then, you <laughs> Yeah, no, oh, I, just, right. I just said you just put the ball on the early plane back home and I'll argue it. <laughs> Sounds great what you're doing and it's really, really needed. What are your hopes? How are you hoping to grow this in the future? Um, the thing is, there's no limit to where I wanted to go. Um, I wanted to go as big as possible. Uh, we've only been going just for shy on, I think, nearly four or five months now. Um, and the players that I've got now are have grown massively um, and feedback's really important to me. Uh, I take it to, to heart and I think the feedback I've got at the moment is like put a tear to me eye because it's it's the hard work. I put 100% into it so wherever it'll go I think there's no limit. The, the, the more the better. Chloe it's all social media these days. How do we find you? So uh, chicks who kick with a double K so C-H-I-C-K-S W-H-O-K-I-C-K-K is Chicks Who Kick. Uh, you can also find us. That was the Instagram handle. Uh, Facebook is Chicks, capital C, space, who, capital W, uh, space, kick. Uh, and then that's it, basically. And then you, you, you'll find my number through there. And then that's how we, that's how we book in. 
That sounds incredible. And you couldn't have done any of those handles if you weren't drinking Buxton water, if you were anything worse. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's nice and cold as well, so help clear me first. Chloe, you've been amazing. And I think anyone who lives in that northwest area, you're the person to call. You're going to sort them out. I hope so. But we're not allowed to let you leave until you play my quiz. Sorry. Okay. I'll play Kept that a secret from you. So what we do on our quiz, it's called Don't State the Obvious. There'll be a celebrity who's a footballer okay. and a mainstream celebrity. And you've just okay. got to decide who said the statement. So the footballer is bootle-born Euro 2022 winner Alex Greenwood. Great. Bad research. The celebrity is Mel C. It turns out she's not actually from Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, she's a <an>, Yeah. <laughs> But she's famous wearing a Liverpool shirt, so I let myself Cheeky. off. Cheeky. Cheeky. <laughs> Mike, do you want to flip a coin? Yeah, let's flip that coin. Heads or tails? Tails never fails. It is a tail. You get to choose do you, on the first question. Do you want to go first or second? Second. Darn. <laughs> Mike, oh. she's, she's stole your strategy early on. <laughs> right, man, here we are. Don't state the obvious. Being geeky is definitely something not to be ashamed of. Mel C. What do you think, Chloe? Mel C or Alex Greenwood? Oh, Mel C. You're both wrong. It was Alex Greenwood. (laughs) (laughs) No way. No way. (laughs) Wow. Right then. Question two. Give it your best shot. Have a good time. And if it didn't work, at least you had a good time. Saying Chloe. Mel C or Alex Greenwood? I don't know because the word shot is kind of like, nah, I'm going to say Mel C. Mel C. Michael? Yeah, I was going to go with that shot thing as well, but of course this is don't state the obvious. So <laughs> that sounds too obvious. I, I'm going to go with Mel C as well. Those was, words of wisdom were indeed Mel C. 1 1. Yes. going to love this quote. Oh no. Some things weren't designed to be understood. What? I don't even know what that means. Some things weren't designed to be understood. We're back to IT support again, aren't we? <laughs> turn it off, turn it back on. <laughs> I will go for Alex Greenwood on this one. I'll go for Mel C. Michael. Yes. You're incorrect. It was indeed Mel C. Yes. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely a streetwise kid. I was always out the minute I got home from school until my mum shouted me in. Hmm. Alex Greenwood, I'll say. Michael. It's a good question, isn't it? Is it this girl power thing? (laughs) An interview that's coming through? Or is it somebody who is just mad keen on sports and ended up becoming? Hmm. I'll go Alex Greenwood as well. Well done to you both. It was, of course, Alex Greenwood. The abuse is draining. I've always known negativity comes with the territory and I can accept criticism, but this is personal. The attacks and threats, I just can't understand. Alex Greenwood. Yeah, Alex Greenwood, I think. Of course it was Alex Green. Unfortunately. Criticism. Unfortunately, yeah. That's mm. another story, criticism. Mike, you're on the precipice of losing. It's all on this last question. It's 4-3 to Chloe. Defining the legacy of the Lionesses Sorry, I'll start that again because I got the quote wrong. Defining the legacy the Lionesses are creating is incredible. I'm not sure that makes sense either. Is it my turn to go first? I'm going to say Mel C. 
the thing is, I would have gone with Mel C if you'd have said Alex Greenwood. But I've got to have an outright winner. It's too, no, it's too obvious. But I've got to try and pull it. I've got to try and pull a point back if I can. So I'll go Alex Greenwood. Sorry, Michael. You have lost Dirt State the Obvious. Chloe, you've beaten him. You've beaten the champ. Yes! The champ! It was, of course, Mel C. I don't think Mike's lost in about 10 games. What can I say? What can I say, guys? Uh, that was that was very well played. So. Do, you know, do you know how I know? Because Alex Greenwood plays for the Lioness, so she'd say what we've done. But she said, I, I just thought, you know what? Yeah. Do you know what I've learned? But Mel C's uh, pretty inarticulate, really, because some of these sentences are terrible. She's a very, uh, she's a very strange character in the nicest way possible. She is indeed. Oh yeah. For a Lancashire lass. <laughs> yeah, Lancashire, not Liverpool. Don't state the obvious. Any other business, Michael? While we still have Chloe hostage on the internet. No, it's been absolutely superb talking to you. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate this very much. Most welcome. Keep in touch. Please do. Please do. I would love to speak to you guys again because I've thoroughly enjoyed it. So thank Fabulous. You. Keep tagging us in things and we'll keep sharing it. I will. Make sure. Let me know and I'll uh, I'll post it everywhere so everyone can uh, find a new trio to laugh at. Laugh with. <laughs> no, I think you were right first time, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Probably. Thank guys, you very much, so Chloe. Much. Cheers. Take Bye, care. Guys. Bye. What a fantastic guest. She were amazing, weren't she? How, how bright and bubbly was she? That, that's who you want to teach your football, isn't it? Absolutely. Bet Just... she wouldn't make you shove Costa Coffee cups down your shin pads, would she? <laughs> <laughs> bit, bit of a shame that we had some technical problems with the sound quality there. We did try to get them resolved, but uh, it's sometimes the technology just lets you down, doesn't it? It does this evening. Thank you, Microsoft. <laughs> Joke, she let us record this pod for free. But... No, she was absolutely brilliant. And if you're in the Northwest and you're looking for, and you're a female and you're looking for someone to teach you how to play football, I think you found your person. And it's chicks who kick, but they have a double K on the end. Double, double kicking K. And as soon as she said that, I thought, is that just because they're writing it in a Liverpudlian accent? Because you've got to get that K on the end of it, haven't you? It sounded amazing when she said it as well. It sounded it so much better, didn't it? Oh, yes. So, it reminds me, you you're a, you watch a bit of Richard Osman House of Games, don't you, Mike? From time to time. Do you know when he plays these word games and he, you can see Richard getting really excited because he's like, we've matched two words and we just go together so nicely. I, I'm a, I feel a bit Richard Osman tonight. It's like, <laughs> it's so great to say, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. But fantastic. Check her out, Chicks Who Kick with two Ks on the end on Instagram or go visit her on Facebook. Great stuff. Mike, you've alluded earlier in the pod. We played football. Not that we've mentioned it in Frost and Ice. Yes. Got a pod playlist to put out there. Ooh. I think we should have a Frost slash Ice playlist. Should we, should we go sort of Frost, Ice and just general inclement weather like that? I think so. That'll take up a lot of characters on Twitter, inclemental weather. <laughs> Well, I, I want to include that as well, because obviously it was a very foggy day, um, you know, the frost and fog and everything like that when we played. And so my pick has to be, it, there can be no other choice, but fog on the tine, the Paul Gascoigne version. Mike, I love you. <laughs> I can see you in a, in a seething over this one. 
damn it, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I love that. You know, when I were a kid, I got really excited because Gazza were on top of a pops doing that. That was it. Oh, buzzing for that. No, great shout. Well, I were really boring and predictable. Sorry. I've gone, Oasis, don't go away. First line of it is cold and frosty morning. Oh, yeah. Why not? Now, that's a lovely pick, that one. Can't fault that at all. So get in touch with your picks. It does fuel me back on Monday when I'm at work. So uh, really enjoy your suggestions. And we need plenty of choices out there because if you don't give us a good pop playlist, I'll insist that Phil puts in Vanilla Ice, Ice, Ice Baby. I reckon Callum Thompson will be the first one to mention that. I reckon Callum could probably actually sing the first two verses from memory. In fact, if it gets nominated, shall we try and get Callum to do a ukulele or slash banjo cover of Vanilla Ice Ice Baby? Oh, now wouldn't that be incredible? That's what everyone wants to hear, isn't it? Yeah. Ice Ice Baby, the George Formby years. <laughs> you imagine plucking that out on a banjo? That dum, 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 da, da, dum, dum. Obviously different <laughs> to the Queen version. It's not under Definitely. pressure. Yes, Absolutely, nothing. completely different. Oh, dear. Felt a bit farther, Ted, but money was just resting, Mike. Yeah. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it when I'm cleaning windows. <laughs> Any other business, Michael, at the end of this podcast? I think we're done for today. And thank you very much for that alcohol free beer. That was awesome. And I think it's only fair to mention because it's dry January, we haven't done anything about it. But a former guest did send us a bit of a gift in the post. Would you like to enlighten the viewers? Well, the amazing Sharon Zuma, who you will remember, who went through every kit from the 2022 World Cup with us, all the way from the Netherlands, sent us some beautiful beers. Well, we say they're beautiful, we haven't tested them yet, but we've looked at the bottles and absolutely stunning, really, really good above and beyond. And um, we are going to sample them semi-live recorded live on the next pod but we're really excited for him thank you sharon just incredible gift thank you very much brilliant and yeah it's dry january so we're not doing them this um pod next pod we'll get them sampled i've seen what the percentages look like on a few of them if we try to go through all of them in one pod might get a bit messy towards the end i put the friday off as well for the next pod so (laughs) (laughs) so i can cope Mike, just remind people how to get in touch with us on their, on our socials with their charity news. Absolutely. You can contact us on Twitter at CFWpod. We are on Instagram, CFW.pod. We are on Facebook, the Charity Football Weekly Podcast. You can find us on TikTok, CFWpod. And those 40-second match reports, email them through to us, CFWpod at Outlook.com. Look forward to hearing from you all, and we shall see you next time. Thank you for joining us. Thanks a lot. See you soon. Bye. Bye.